Good morning. It is uh, my my privilege to uh, to do something that I, I we've never really done before. Um, for the first time in um, in the history of our church, with our, we've taken uh, a, a group that we normally send called Quest. Um, this year, we sent seven students, which is amazing, right? Seven students, and uh, one sick, and one, I think, is on her way. Um, but one of the things we wanted to do is we wanted to be able to, uh, for you guys to get a, a, just an idea of um, some of the things that they went through, some of the things that, they, that God is teaching them, and we wanted to give them just ample time to be able to just share that. So we're going to do it in a different format. We're going to do sort of, I always say, when I, when I said it to them, they had no idea. I said, we're going to do it like Donahue style. And they were like, who? And uh, so I just showed my age, and uh, they still are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so uh, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves and where they went uh, and where they uh, were on mission, and then I'll, we'll start with the questions, and we'll start down in the corner. All right. Um, good morning. Uh, my name is Gabby. I went to South Africa. Um, yeah. Uh, my name is Marcus. Uh, I also went to South Africa, and we were in um, South Coast the first few days, and then we went to a place called Westville for the second half. Hi, my name is Lainey, and I also went to South Africa. Hi, I'm Charlotte, and I went to the Dominican Republic. Uh, we were just outside of Santo Domingo in a village there, building up there called Circadio. Hi, I'm Trevor, and I went to Glasgow, Scotland. And uh, the people out there, uh, Taylor Maroney, who is also was here, she went to the Dominican Republic with Charlotte, and then Amy Massinger uh, went to the big island of Hawaii. Oh, here she comes. So you can introduce, well, I just introduced you, so, all right. So one of the, the first questions I, I have is this, is for them is, and I'll, we'll start here and then we'll just jump across. So what did God show you, um, when, you when you were in, on your way in, in country? What, is it, was there one thing that God showed you while you were there? Uh, we'll start with Gabby. Um, all right. So for me, um, just being able to go to South Africa was an amazing experience. And I think a couple of the things that I learned um, just being there is was one for me is just being still, um, being able to be still with God and just s- slow myself down and just let his word sink in. Because when we were in South Africa, like, there there wasn't a lot going on. There wasn't, like, a lot of cars bustling around. There wasn't people trying to go here, go there, do this, do that. They were focused on one thing, and they were enjoying their time with one another. And I think for me, that's huge because I'm always trying to fill my schedule and keep on going, keep rushing around. But it's just really nice to be able to sit down and just be with God, just sit in that moment in a quiet chair, reading the word and just being able to, um, (laughs) I was like, why is everyone laughing? Um, No, but um, yeah, it's just really awesome just to be able to just sit there and be still. And also another thing for me was being 100% in a relationship with God, not being 50% at the church and then going home and being someone totally different. Um, that was a huge thing for me learning um, that as well. And I, that was two of my things. Uh, all right. So for me, one thing that God 
really taught me while I was there was um, living in the moment. Uh, it was a big thing for a lot of the Quest groups. Uh, we were like not supposed to ask questions. We just weren't really, we were prepared, but we weren't at the same time. Uh, we weren't supposed to ask what we were doing next because we would, <laughs> we would miss what we were doing in that moment. And so uh, I'm the type of person who worries about what we're doing next. And so it was good for me to really enjoy and experience what I'm doing in that moment rather than uh, thinking about what I'm doing next. Um, one thing that was really on my heart was like self-confidence, not just confidence in like my looks or like how I speak, but like confidence in my faith. And I think a lot of us struggle with that like at school and just like knowing that like I still have all of them and they will like bring me up to um, enjoy both loving God and having fun at school and not um, twisting in, tempta in temptations. Uh, one of the things I learned was we did uh, a Jesus on Leadership study before we went. Uh, it was like a, a whole nine-month process before the actual trip. Uh, so one of the things I learned was how to use my gifts and talents for more than my own selfish desires and for God. And to use those in country was an amazing thing. And to really just give up my gifts to God and fully give myself to God all week, it was an awesome experience for me because I've never really done that before. So just bringing that home was awesome because I knew I could do that every day and I didn't have to just do it out of country. So it was a really cool thing to learn about myself. So for me, it was uh, I was always worrying about like everything in my life and I was trying to control my own life and uh, thinking that God's plan wasn't like for me. I had to have my own plan for everything and kind of what Marcus said about I was always questioning things and Allison pointed it out to me one day that I was always wondering, oh, what are we going for dinner and all this type of stuff. And so she kind of pointed out to me that I was always questioning everything and I just kind of needed to have more trust in God's plan for me and not uh, trying to plan for myself because even if I am trying to plan, it doesn't matter because God's plan is always going to be there and it's not going to change if I try and trying to change it. So that I just kind of like throughout the week, I stopped questioning things and kind of went with what was happening and not wondering what we were going to do next, but like wondering what I can do while I'm where I am. So for me, it's a lot like what the twins were saying um, with just trusting God. Like each day I'd always ask, like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Um, and everything. And my leaders, like it was a new location, so they weren't always sure um, themselves. No, but we did. We did do stuff. Um, <laughs> but so like, but each day it was like we were kind of doing different things. Even what we planned, um, the outreach that we were going to do, it was kind of shifted throughout the week. So it was really hard for me just to like trust and like plan on, like trust on their plans. Um, and one thing that God showed me is that like one day we were just going um, out and we just followed the pastor and he's like, oh, I'm going to show you some things. Very vague statement. And so like I didn't know what we were doing and everything. So we were just following his car. But um and we were just driving, like, on these windy roads with no signs for hours and hours, and we had no idea where we were going. But each time, like, as long as we trusted him and we followed his car and stayed close enough that we didn't lose him, um, he, like, showed us amazing things, like a waterfall, a black sand, sand beach, and different things like that. Like, God's awesome wonders. So, like, God just gave me that visual of, like, if you just stay close to me and you follow behind me close enough that, like, you don't lose me, then you can trust me, and I'll, I'll like, you know, break all your expectations. So just trust in God, basically. Second question I have for you guys is we'll start, uh, actually we'll start with Charlotte and then we'll go work our way around. So Charlotte's ready. Okay, you ready? So just uh, 
was there one person or uh, or one situation where you were while you were in country that stood out to you that made a big impact on you? Uh, yeah, so one of the days um, we, so every day we'd go to the village of Circadio. Uh, that was like our main point on missions. So one of the days uh, we always brought a bus over there. We had like our own van from the Thai ministries we were working with. And um, yeah, so one day it was really filled up with like a bunch of stuff. We were bringing over like paint and, and supplies like that. So she asked one of the people to go in the our missionary's car. Her name was Ina York. And so uh, I volunteered to go with her, so I got to talk to her for the whole car ride, and it was really, it was kind of cool because I had to go all the way to the Dominican Republic just to talk from someone from America. So, and I I learned a lot from her. She uh, she talked a lot about um, like looking at the broader picture of things and not always getting caught up in your own emotions, and seeing um, a lot that's happened in my life and and not like taking that for and being sad about that or feeling pain or hurt from that but instead taking a step back and looking about, like, how is God working in this and how is God working in my life to bring me to a better place? And I realized how much has happened in my life that has just led me to be in that car with her in the Dominican Republic and to just see how God works in so many different ways and getting caught up in your own emotions and your own ways about certain things and situations in your life can really distract you from God's full plan. Uh, So for me, it was... One of the kids, uh, his name was Robert. Uh, he is about 15 years old, and he was part of the youth group of the church we went to. But he wasn't a like a firm believer in the word yet. But he, you could tell that he was like questioning it, and he was wanting to get to know more of it. But so on Saturday, when we first uh, met, like the youth group, he was kind of like really like crazy and running around and doing all these crazy things, and we were kind of like worried, like what's going on with this? But on Sunday, he was the only youth to show up to the church, and it kind of was just, like, crazy to see that he, you could tell he had a hunger for what was happening in his life, and so we talked to him a little bit more, and we found out that um, he actually, his mother was sick, and so for him, he had nobody else. It was him, himself coming to church by himself every Sunday, and he would get himself up, get himself dressed, and he would usually walk to the church, and just by himself, and it was just crazy to see, like, this kid, and it's something I even struggle with some Sunday mornings to, like, get out of bed and get ready and have my parents drive me all the way out here, and it's just, it's just to see this kid who gets out of bed by himself easily and gets there on Sunday morning, just seeing his hunger for God, and just, it was amazing, and also, was, um, we were able to spend a little bit more time with him, and he had never met any other, like, teen Christians before, and so just our team having an impact on his life was just amazing to me to be able to see him change a little throughout the week and hoping that we kind of planted a seed for him. So someone that made a big impact on me was um, one of the elders at the church. His name was Saturo, and um, he, like, I don't know how old he was. He, like, looked really young for his age, but he was, like, pretty old, so he'd lived through a lot and everything, and, um, like, he was, okay, he was an elder, okay? <laughs> he had grandchildren. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to hate, but, um, so, like, I, he just looked really good for his age. Oh, my gosh. But I had no idea how old he was. But, <laughs> okay, guys. Um, anyway, so he was just talking about, like, kind of his, his grieving for almost his nation. I want to say, like, nation, but I guess United States. But the big island of Hawaii, um, where, like, it used to, he was ta- talking about how it used to be, like, a place like New England of, you know, Christian revival, and it had... I don't know, all these good things. They were sending out missionaries from where they were. The queen proclaimed, um, like, God's goodness and everything. So, like, it was a nation for God. 
And slowly, much like New England, it like fizzled out, and it's really a dying religion um, there. And all the churches are like white-haired churches. Like there's not really anybody who's young or the young are like the vast minority and everything. So it's just really sad to see how heartbroken he was for, you know, his home. And but like he still had so much hope for everything. Like he was saying how it could be like a Jerusalem one day, and he was praying, and he knew that God would revive Hawaii, and that like it's a port and it opens up missionaries to Asia from America. Um, due to its location and everything. It was just, like, really inspiring to see, like, though his heart was so broken for his nation, it was really, like, for God. But he had faith that God could, like, really change, you know, Hawaii. And it really just opened my eyes to see, even though, like, people might see it as, like, a paradise, it's really, like, a lost nation, and it really needs missionaries, and it needs God. So, yeah. So um, a moment that I had was um, we went to the beach one day, and um, with... Chris's son, Lance, and Chris is a guy who showed us around South Coast. He drove us around and um, really uh, showed us uh, South Coast. Um, so while we were walking down to the beach, I kind of walked down to the sand, and everyone was up on, like, the deck, and I just, like, had those moments where I, like, looked off in the distance and just, like, really took it all in. Um, but one moment in particular, I was watching the waves and just, I kind of took it like deeply and um, I just watched how the waves like kept crashing and I kind of took that into my life where like we keep messing up, we keep crashing, we keep falling to our knees, um, but we still come back. Like the waves still go back into the ocean and every time we might crash a lot, but we still keep coming back with our own power. Uh, all right, so one person who made a really big impact on my life was Chris, who she talked about, who uh, the first three days uh, that we were there, he like brought us around everywhere, drove us to all the places that we were going to. And so just Chris was... Uh, he took every moment that he had to teach us new things, to uh, help us be better than, uh, and like really use our true potential and uh, be the best that we could be. He was always pushing us, uh, always just helping us do more. And he just was always showing just uh, enormous amounts of love to everyone uh, and really showed the love of God to us and uh, set like a standard that we should really be looking up to because he <clears throat> was like the Christian that we should that most of us should strive to be being able to show others and be a light uh, to those who don't know God um, a moment for me that really impacted was um, after we were in South Coast we traveled to Westville um, and at Westville, we went to a church, Westville Baptist, and we helped out with youth group, and we would have lunch there. We would meet a lot of people as they walked through the doors, and it was really awesome just to see how welcoming everyone was, but it was this one moment where myself and our other teammate, David, um, we were washing dishes, and um, one of the friends that we met, his name was Moses, um, was wa helping us wash dishes, and just the love of God that you can see in his eyes and just the joy that he had to be able to talk about God was just amazing to see. And he told us his testimony of how he found Christ. And um, 
in South Africa, they have a culture, and it's known as Zulu. And he was telling us how he was, he grew up um, in the Zulu culture. His mother was a very, like, popular, known um, healer. And so that's all he really knew when he was younger. And um, it wasn't until a man, a missionary from Germany, um, came to their culture and uh, he took some of the kids and took them for a week and um, he just taught them lessons and worship. And uh, for Moses, that really was just something he was very interested in and he learned more and then he gave his life to Christ. And um, after that, he would come back to see his family and he found out that his mother was dying and she was on her deathbed and he didn't know what to do besides what he had just learned and he prayed and he prayed and prayed till he could barely pray anymore where he was just constantly praying and um, his mother miraculously became better and she was um, able to get off her deathbed and just be able to talk to people and for him it was his mom now had respected um, his uh, coming to Christ and it was awesome to see that he was just so full of life and as he was telling us the story he was just like his eyes were lighting up and you could see God working through him and um, as we were leaving um, South Africa as a whole we were saying goodbye to everyone we all prayed for um, Moses and uh, he was telling us about how he his dream is to go to Portugal and be a missionary there and it's really awesome just to see because he thought it was impossible and as soon as he saw all of us come um, he was like I want to go to the United States really bad he's like I really had no idea that um, I could do something, but seeing you guys come here makes it make me like makes it possible for me. And he's like, "This is what I really want to do." And a lot of us really still keep in touch with him. And I think just being able to see God work through someone like that and see him so full of life and just wanting to tell every single person that he meets is just something that I strive for. And I think it was a huge impact on me. So. We have one final question for them, and for a lot of you that may not understand that uh, they did just go on mission uh, to some foreign countries, but for the last nine months, these students have been preparing and planning and learning uh, what it means to be a servant leader, and the idea of of Quest is not just to say, oh, we're going to go on a mission trip. It is that we're preparing young adults to really have a heart for God, to know what God some learn some of the, like Charlotte said, some of their gifts and talents, and to be able to use them, <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to use them on mission, but most importantly, we are training them to come back to the church. And so my last question is this, is what do you, what do you, how do, what do you feel that God is doing um, in your life that maybe through the last nine months, that not only that God has shown you, but that you're going to bring back from your experience of being in quest and on mission in a foreign country, what are some things that you think that you, God has been showing you that you want to bring back to church, bring back to Hope Chapel? Yep. Uh, I think after being on missions for 10 days in the DR and really giving God everything every day and having that make me feel like I like belong there and that I was really fulfilling God's plan, and it was um, kind of like I've only experienced that on mission trips. So being able to bring that home and be like a servant leader every day and at work and at school and with my friends and family and to always have that servant leader like um like that thought in my head every single day how I led there because I felt like it was not fair to give God only 10 days of my life doing that and I should be doing that every day 
Uh, so for me, I uh, we started this program at uh, Crosswalk last year, and I was kind of one of the quieter kids. I really only talked to people among my church, and so when we were talking about like the different places we were going to, and I was told I was going to Scotland, I, the first thing I did was I was like, is anybody else in Hope Chapel going to Scotland? And then I found out I was the only one from Hope Chapel going to Scotland. And so that's kind of when I kind of like, at first I was really upset about this and it like made me mad. And now that I like kind of look back at it, I got to meet like five like amazing Christians that I got to go on this trip with. And it was kind of, and I got, I had to actually like step outside my comfort zone and like find out more information about them and kind of like learn about who they are. And that was just amazing to me. And then as I went on the trip too, I, one of the things we did was narrative mapping, and that's when we would go up to people in the community and like ask questions to them about like the culture and the religion around this area. And so I had to like ask people I've never talked to before about like what's around this area, and it was kind of hard at first, but just once we like started the conversation, it just like flowed, and it was just a lot easier. And so God just really like when I came back, I had to. Um, he just called me to step up my faith and be bold in him. And so um, it's kind of just to um, be able to talk to people. Because I was in another country talking to people I've never met before. And yet I'm back here. And before I went on this trip, I wasn't even, people knew I was a Christian at my school, but I just wasn't able to talk to them about it. Like they'd ask me questions sometimes and I'd just kind of blow it off and act like it was nothing and just like maybe say like one word of answers about it. But like after this trip, it's kind of made me realize that I should be like expanding upon that and like, now that I have this trip, I have something, like, easy to talk about and something that I can, like, share with them and that I should be, like, I should want to share the good news with them. And so i just kind of been called to, like, step up my faith and be more bold in him. So for me, um, something that, like, kind of touched me was that two of my leaders, um, Itamar and Dre, they were both, um, they both became basically their own youth leaders. Um, Dre, right after he... Um, at was done with Quest, he's like a Quest alum, and Itamar ever since she was like 15 or so, so it really like made an impact on me, thinking that like you can really just make an impact and start leading like whenever you want, you don't need to wait until you're older or you have a title or a degree or anything, just like it really just opened my eyes to the different opportunities to just lead and like, you know, just honor Christ through whatever I'm doing, even when I'm young. So, I don't know, just, like, bringing that back and, you know, just listening to God's call and whatever he wants me to do right now. So, for me, um, I think just the whole fact with having so many great people and just recognizing that. And for school, I don't really have any, like, any of my friends aren't Christian besides Charlotte and a couple other ones that go to youth group. But I, I just need to recognize that. I have all of them to hold me accountable, and I used to get into a lot of bad things, and after the whole process, I started realizing that we're, like, going to South Africa. Like, that was kind of crazy, but um, but just the whole process, I didn't think it would happen. I didn't think I was even going to Quest, but... I still took that upon me, and I didn't stress out as much as I thought I would, and yeah. Uh, so over the whole process of it all and the trip, uh, it really, something that stuck out to me and that I'm going to be taking back after all of this is I'm 
I'm a lazy kid, like really lazy. <laughs> and so that's just that's a big struggle in my life. Um, uh, I know Josh really like called me out on that a lot. Every time I, I just find like the easiest ways not to do something, and and it's just that really affects my attitude. Uh, and then it translates into my faith too, just being lazy with it all. And um, and I just I know I have a lot of like uh, just. At the trip, too, it showed um, that I have, like, skills, or not skills, but, like, the ability to help others and, you know, be a leader, and I really sit around not really putting that to use and um, let others step up before me, and I just sit in the back, and <clears throat> I just am really taking back just being able to, you know, be a leader, uh, not only to those in school who don't know God, but also in the church to those who do. Uh, some of my best friends, I just can't even talk to them about my faith. And I'm, it's not that I can't, it's that I don't feel like it. And I know that that's a hard thing for me to do. So that's something that I'm taking back. So for myself, um, one of the huge things that I'm taking back is just being grateful for just what God has given me, um, that God has given me the ability to walk, given me the ability to talk, and giving me gifts of being able to interact with so many different people, like whether it be at my school, I can talk to athletes, I can talk to um, people that do drama, and it's just God has given me that ability to be able to be open to so many people, and with that, learning through the trip and through the process that I have been given these gifts, that I just need to lead by example and um, just to be humble and just to help others to, no matter what it is, whether I have to go out of my way and just help them being a, uh, a lending hand, just can make such an impact on one person's life. And um, along with that, in, when we were in South Africa, being able to talk to so many different types of people, there's so many different ways that you're able to preach the word, and whether it be starting with a simple hello to asking, like, how their whole life is going, how their family's going. So I think just being able to use strategies that we've been taught throughout the process and through the trip, be able to use them back home because sometimes you don't realize um, that you don't need to go to a foreign country to see that we're struggling ourselves in the United States and right here in home, and I think it's because we become so comfortable, you become numb to it, and you don't realize that the exact same struggles happening in South Africa are happening here. I think for me, taking that back is taking that next step to be someone that people can go to and just be able to allow God to just pour through me and go on to other people. So that's a huge thing for me, and uh, that's what I plan on doing. So each one of these students have unbelievable stories. We would, they would love to talk to you. Um, throughout the week, if you see them on another Sunday, and just to be able to uh, talk to them about their experience uh, both in country and through Quest, they'd love to answer those. They'll be out in the 
outside after service if you'd like to have a conversation. They would love to tell you as much funny, as many funny stories as they can. They have tons of them. We don't, they don't have time to do it right now, but they are excited. Hey, we're excited as a church, uh, as a youth ministry, definitely, um, to be able to send this amount of people out and to know that they're coming back, beginning to pour back into our church. Let me just pray for them real quickly, and then we'll have the worship team come on. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for... God, for your will over their lives and just in their obedience to say yes, to put in the work and to put in the effort to be able to be a part of Quest. Father, we thank you for the adults that uh, we'll hear from a little bit that have literally poured into their lives on this trip, but also over the last nine months. Father, we pray that you continue to instill in them to have a heart for you, have a heart for mission, and that they'll be reminded each and every day that they go to school, that they are going on mission to one of the hardest places to be a follower of you. Father, give them strength, give them courage, and give them boldness. We pray these things in your name. Amen.